The following podcast is a Bostic Media production. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostic are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Aha! crow's feet. Well, you've been a crow for a long time. Are you using your Dr. Dennis Gross serum? I have been every night. Let's step it up a notch. Hey now. Hey guys. Happy Tuesday. Thank you for tuning into the Skinny Confidential, him and her show. Today we have a guest who's been at the top of your request list for a long time. And that guest is Emily Morse from the popular podcast, Sex with Emily. On this episode, we discuss the foundation of great sex, self-love, masturbation, how to communicate with your partner for better sex, foreplay, the difference between men and women in the bedroom, porn, sex toys, and the most common issues with bad sex. Wow, that's a mouthful. Very sexual show. Wow. You can say that again. Okay, so for those of you who are new to the show, I am Lauren Everts. I created the blog, The Skinny Confidential, eight years ago while attending San Diego State. The goal was to create an online community that was super non-judgmental, kind of a place for everyone to share their tips and tricks. On the blog, we talk about everything from facial massage to sex to the importance of wearing sunscreen to into business tips. The Skinny Confidential is a YouTube channel, podcast, blog, and book now. And I am Michael Bostic. I'm an entrepreneur, investor, business operator. I specialize in business development and direct-to-consumer sales. Over the last 10 years, I have developed, helped to develop, and manage multiple business in the online space. Okay, so... What's been going on with you? Because I didn't see you this weekend. Day 31, still sober. You have like Thanks a- for all the support, everyone out there that's been rooting for me and sending me words of encouragement. You have an advent calendar for how many days you've been sober. I feel like you like open something in the morning. I did not realize how unclear I was until I like completely cleared up. That sounds so weird on the show, but okay. No, I'm telling you, I'm like, like I, I like week on like week three, I stopped thinking about it altogether. Like, wasn't you know, didn't really want to party, didn't want to go out, didn't care about my social life anymore. It sounds that sounds bad, but I was just like super, like not, I was just not missing alcohol at all. And then this last ten days, I've been hyper focused in the groove, like working a ton, but not working, not working in a way where you're like slaving away and you're super tired and exhausted, like working in a way where I'm super motivated because I'm hyper-focused right now. You're hyper. Yeah, I'm hyper. Like right now, you know, what time is it? We're recording this intro. It's 11 o'clock at night. He just asked me if I wanted to drive to LA. Yeah, we've got to go to LA tomorrow. and At midnight. Yeah, and I said, I'll drive. That's I'm- a three-hour drive. Yeah, but it's no big deal for me because I'm just like in the in the groove. And I figured like maybe I'd sleep until like seven tomorrow and so I get a little extra sleep. I'm on this whole thing, you know. I'm going to sprinkle something really fucked up into your tea tonight. Like maybe a little magnesium with some CBD oil. Well, now I'm not going to have any tea, so <laughs> <laughs> trick jokes on you. I am really proud of you for being sober for 31 days. It's a big accomplishment. 45 to go. 45 to go? Yeah. Really? Yeah, but you know what? At this point, Wait, it's... we're going wine tasting in March. Um, well, it looks like I'll be having some apple cider or something because I'm, I'm not doing it. All right. Well, we'll see about that. See, you are a bad influence. I mean, a glass of rosé here. But no, there. I, at this point I'm not missing it. Like I said, I've and I, and I'm flame. feeling good, you know, so I want to, I want to stay on it. Okay. Well, I 
was not sober this weekend. I went up to LA with Jordan, Faye, Mimi, your mom, the crew. Tara couldn't go, our other sister, because she was working an event. Because she's smart? (laughs) No, we had a really, really good time, actually. We drove up after I had a work meeting on Friday night until like midnight. And then we woke up at six in the morning and drove up to LA. We did like a girls thing. And first we went to a wedding dress store, Galliana Lava. I hope I'm saying that right. I'm probably not. Probably not. Yeah, probably, no, I don't probably think never. I don't think you've ever pronounced the name uh, never correctly ever. Oh, yeah, all right. Well, that's the song that never ends. Um, we went to Galliana Lava. I think that's not how you say it, but whatever. Stop saying it if you don't know how to say it. <laughs> I just like to say it. I was with Wesson today and he goes, you know those things, the guillotines? I'm like, you mean a guillotine? Right, Do you know what, you, you don't I'm, know what that I is either. Probably pronounce that weird too. You're like one of those people that pronounces quesadilla quesadilla. No, I'm not that bad. Well, I am. So we went to that store. We tried on dresses. Jordan found a super cute hot suit for her rehearsal party, and then we went to another place to try on dresses. Didn't find anything, and then we went to the Ivy and had the best lunch ever for like a hundred hours. It, it was what I call a leisurely lunch. Um, I got off my phone. I was super present and we drank champagne and ate guacamole and pizza and pasta and cookies and everything we could shove in our face. And then we went back to your skinny confidential exposed. Yeah, that was a skinny confidential exposed. Then we went back to our house and we, your mom bought us these little naked men, like these tiny little naked men. I don't want to know anything going on. Actually, you know what? This whole episode, I don't want to bring my mom or any of my family members up at all. And as a matter of fact, I'm gonna send it to your if any of our family members are listening right now, let's tune it out. Godparents, dads, moms, cousins, whoever it is, I want you to actually turn this episode off because we're not going to be able to communicate in the same way after you hear this episode. Okay. So just get out. Just listen. Don't look at one of those things and say, oh, you know, Michael's just joking. No, just literally just do yourself a favor and just Brad. And this is mostly you, Brad. Brad, turn it down. Turn it. No, not down. Turn it off. Move on. This is not the episode for you. Don't laugh and giggle and still There's listen. There's plenty of other audio entertainment out there. This is not it. Okay, so your mom bought us these like little men that were in Speedos. Some were naked. Didn't we just say we're not going to do this? No, we are. And so what you do is you hang them off your cocktail. So we were all hanging them off our cocktail. And your mom gave me the one that was named Brad, which was really creepy because that's my dad's name. Anyway, after that, we went to the Beverly Hills Hotel. So we just continued the leisurely party. And I'm really hungover, and it's Monday, so I'm not drinking for a while. Well, really wish I was there. Looks like I missed out. I could have hung you off my drink naked. So we're going to be driving up to L.A. tomorrow, not tonight, to break it to you, honey. And we're going up to work in L.A. all week, and then we are super excited because we have the opportunity to be the keynote speakers at the Good Fest. Next Saturday. Next, well, this Or this upcoming Saturday, yeah. So... We're speaking on business and branding and wellness, and we're just really, really excited to meet a bunch of you guys and have a drink, or in Michael's case, a Topo Chico or a Perrier. Will they have Topo Chico? That'd I'll be pretty cool if they do. I'll bring you one. I got you the lime flavor the other day, and you so we'll say thank you. So we'll be speaking, and when, we, when Lauren and I speak, I think we like to do, we like to do Q&A a lot, so who knows? We're going to cover all sorts of topics, anything. We who knows? Maybe after this podcast, there'll be a lot of sex questions. I hope they're for you. I'll be like a Dr. Oz type character. Speaking of sex, before we get into it, Michael has some news. And I feel like this news is super fitting for this episode in particular. So first, let me give you guys the backstory. 
Michael and his partners have a new product. It's a product that was completely inspired by you guys. Completely. Completely from the blog. So a few years ago, I did a blog post on the Skinny Confidential about using coconut oil as lube. If you're a ride or die, you know what I'm talking about. So I had hundreds of messages and DMs and emails about how much better sex was after using it. The blog post I did went viral and you can read it on the site if you go to the Skinny Confidential and search coconut lube. Maybe you guys will remember it. It's kind of a TBT. So like I said, the post went viral. A bunch of my guy friends came to me and talked to me about how insane their sex life was after incorporating coconut oil in bed. This is a very true story. Weston, Michael's partner and also one of our best friends, came to us and said he loved it so much, but he wasn't a fan of digging his fingers in the glass jar. As you can imagine, that's not very great. And he thought the product was missing something. So he, he then said to us, he's like, wait, let's create the perfect lube. So Michael and him have put their heads together and created Woo. Woo is an all-natural organic lube with only four ingredients to make sex even better. Yes, and trust me, it is better. Can you not say that Lauren, with a smile? Lauren, you can, you can attest to it. <laughs> you know it. The ingredients are simple and straight to the point. It has unrefined coconut oil in it. It has vanilla essence for a better scent. It has organic beeswax for better consistency, and it even has stevia for a better taste. So, yes, you can put it in your mouth. It's I edible. Had to, uh, you know, I had to consider all the people that like to go into the oral department. Yeah. Listen, it's like cupcakes. It does taste like cupcakes, guys. Yeah, it's good. It smells like cupcakes. The whole situation. I good. sent some to some of my buddies, and they're like, this tastes like cupcakes. And I was like, it's true. Thank, you can thank me later. So the product Woo for Play is perfect for spicing up the bedroom. I mean, of course, you guys know we've tested it like a million times. Like a billion times. And I can tell you our sex life was immediately enhanced. I feel like adding woo to the bedroom just adds more intimacy. It's better sex and it's obviously more fun. Don't you think, honey? Obviously. (laughs) Having a lot of fun. It was important for us to not let the bedroom ever get stale and to always add new things into our routine. So that's why we feel like Woo is perfect. It enhances the whole experience. It's exciting. You can use it for sex or massage. And what I like about it too is if you want to give a massage and go into sex, it's super natural and normal and not some weird chemical. It's not like those other gross lubes with the chemicals that make your body all sticky and nasty and gross. You can literally just use it for a massage I mean, no one wants to rub some gross lube all, all over their body. Can you imagine? No, it's like, no. Woo for play is great for the single girl who wants to kick it up a notch, but it's also ideal for the woman who's been in a relationship for a while and wants to add some sass to her sex life. Regardless, it's a win-win. I just feel like who doesn't want to have better sex? Anyway, I thought this was a perfect episode to talk about Michael's new product because sex with Emily, right? It's also Valentine's Day around the corner, and I promise you, your significant other will be very much into better sex on Valentine's Day. Men are really hard to shop for on Valentine's Day, but at the end of the day, all they want is better sex. So this is the perfect gift. So slip him some woo with a little love note and get ready for some fun in bed. You can order Woo for Play online at www.wooforplay.com. And... All TSC readers will receive 20% off your first order and free shipping. Just use the code SKINNY. That's wooforplay.com, woo, W-O-O, for, F-O-R, play, P-L-A-Y.com, and use code SKINNY for 20% off. All right, what's your tip 
of the week. <laughs> my tip of the week is obviously to use and to try woo. Like, why wouldn't it be? It's the sex episode, Valentine's Day leading up. In all seriousness, though, we have really put a lot of thought into this brand. And I think it's an amazing product. As some of you guys know, like, this is what we do. We develop products and brands. And I think this is going to be an amazing product line. Uh, we're starting initially with the Woo. And, but we think this is going, this brand's going to really grow. And it really is an amazing product to try. And, you know, for the women out there looking for something for Valentine's Day, listen, as a man enough you know we, we, we we're gonna have to go out we're gonna have to do some big dinner we're gonna get the wine we gotta get the flowers we gotta get the chocolates listen it's a lot of effort on our end and most of the time we fuck it up and we get nervous and at the end you know like we really you know after all this effort we really just I don't want a cupcake blowjob i don't, yeah, don't want to just say we want one thing but it's an important part of the equation on that night and so you know spice it up a little bit bring this in the bedroom i promise your men will thank you. Men, write into me and thank me later. I noted. So since we're talking about sex so much this episode, I actually want to talk about confidence and being sure of yourself. So like I said, this episode's all about sex, and I just think that confidence is super important in general, but I also think it's important in the bedroom. So lately I've been hanging out on the Skinny Confidential Facebook group, and I see that there's a common theme of some girls asking about relationships and sex. And I think when it comes to this subject, my advice would be lead with confidence. I talk about this on the blog a lot. You guys are all badass. And I think that should shine through in the workplace, the home, and in the bedroom. So throw on some sexy lingerie, get into some sexual self-care, light candles, and don't be afraid to spice it up. I'm super excited for Michael's new product because it empowers women to change the conversation around sex. The girl has it on her terms. She brings the lube into the bed. There's nothing wrong with feeling confident and secure in the bedroom. Do you lead with confidence, not insecurity? You're the creator of your own future and you guys can spice up your sex life in a lot of fun ways. Don't wait for your significant other to do it. I like to do little spicy, fun, sassy things for Michael all the time. And if Michael's lucky, maybe I'll do a little twirl and a thong tonight. A little twirly twirl. <laughs> I think our energy needs to completely reflect confidence. And we really need to do us and do us on our own terms. And that also includes the bedroom. There's no reason to feel insecure about sex at all. We're all human beings. A lot of us are having sex. Lead like a badass. Agree. Emily Morse is a sex and relationship expert, doctor of human sexuality, and creator and host of the iTunes top-rated podcast, Sex with Emily, which has helped millions of people achieve the love life they desire. Recently, Esquire magazine named Sex with Emily as one of the top 12 sex podcasts, and Morse has been voted the number one dating and sex expert to follow on Twitter. Thanks to her educated and friendly approach, Emily has proven to be the go-to expert for all things sex and relationships. Emily, welcome to the show. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Okay, Emily, give us a little bit of background and how you got into talking about sex to so many people. Okay, well, I started a podcast in my living room 12, almost 13 years ago in San Francisco, and it was because I came out of the documentary film world. So I, was, I worked in politics, and then I did this documentary about San Francisco politics, and I realized after that... I just love t 
talking to people. I love interviewing people and people always, you know, opened up and were comfortable with me. And I realized, okay, for my neck, you know, being artists that you, if you're going to delve into something, it has to be something that you're super passionate about and that you want to learn about as well. It's not just like I'm doing this for hire, at least for me being an artist. And I was like, I've always been excited, but yet confounded and confused at the time around like, how do you have great sex? Like, what does that even mean? I mean, I was having sex, but I felt, you know, I'm possibly an overachiever. I am an overachiever. But when people were saying last night was the best sex of my life, I was like, really, what does that mean? Like, I want to have the best sex of my life. So I just started asking, invited friends over to my house. Like literally the first podcast was like gay, straight, married, dating, dating online, like asking them like what and, and the show is about dating, sex, relationships, marriage, love. But at the beginning, it was like, how do you have great sex? What does that mean to you? And so that's really where it started. And, and I realized like those layers, there's so many layers to what makes great sex and great relationships. My other big thing was, my, and again, it started out as like, I was not the expert. It was more like, and also, how do you stay in a long-term relationship and keep sex interesting? It seems like it's not working for anybody. If we know that half of the people, half of the marriages end in divorce, and, and the other half people are together, aren't that happy or they're not having amazing sex. I just wanted to figure out all of that. So it started out just reading every book I could get my hands on and interviewing people. And then I went back to school and I got my doctorate in human sexuality um, a few years later. But really that's, it just started from like this drive I had. And I figured if I invited people onto my show and they told their real stories and it eventually became experts and all that stuff, I thought we could all learn from each other rather than just reading a textbook, hearing real stories, how people got from like meh sex to like amazing sex. And what's the first layer of going to meh to amazing? You said there's lots of layers. I almost there's want to dissect so that. There's so many layers. Yeah. I feel like the most important thing with sex is communication. I always say communication is a lubrication. And the more that you get comfortable talking about sex, the better sex you're going to have. So then the communication layers is a lot of it is we, I mean, there's so many layers here because we could say, yeah, talk about it. But for a lot of, I'm going to say women, especially, but also men, we don't even know what we like. So if a guy says, Hey babe, like, does this feel good? Does that feel good? Or what do you want to try? We might not even know because we didn't even do our work to figure out what makes us feel good? We don't spend nearly enough time self-loving with masturbation and spending time like, what, what, how do I feel good? What are the moves? What, what can I do with my hands, fingers, toys um, to, to really realize our full pleasure potential? And so I think that a lot of women are socialized to believe that someday my prince will come and so will I. Meaning a man will ride up on a white horse and he's going to have all the answers to unlock my sexuality. There's a vibrator hanging off the tail. Literally. Like <laughs> lube on the back of the horse, right? He's got everything. And because I don't know, I mean, I didn't get a secret manual. I always thought that men were shipped off, shipped off to some school, like in some private school somewhere where they were learning all the secrets to my body because I didn't It's more know. trial by error. Right, exactly. Right. Well, now that's the truth is. And then we'd also have to figure it out together. So I think the first thing is really taking the time to like get into masturbation. It's not dirty. It's not wrong. There's a lot of women who are like kind of, I wouldn't know where to start. And I talk a lot about that on my show and it's sex with Emily on my podcast. We've got so much information about how to like start. If you're beginning mindful masturbation, there's a lot of layers to it. So that's kind of where does someone thing. start if they want to start masturbating? Okay. So if you've like someone who's never masturbated? Say, say, say there's someone that's listening that's afraid but curious. Where would you, how would you guide them through it? Okay. I would say the first thing would be to draw a bath for yourself and 
put some bubbles in it, play your favorite music, turn your phone off or put it in the next room, um, light some candles. So it's really about the senses because what happens for women a lot is that we are unable to get in the mood for sex. We're unable to even orgasm because we're in our head. We're either thinking about our to-do list. We're thinking what we didn't finish. We're worrying about how our body looks. What Instagram filter should I use? What Instagram filter? Exactly. <laughs> like, shit, was that the right one? Did I get enough likes? How can I, like, be having sex right now when my mind is awash in the million things? And so how do we, like, quite... So when you practicing, you know, this masturbation practice, which is fun, by the way. Once you do it, you'll be like, how did I never not? You want to engage all the senses because that's the way you can kind of anchor into being present and being mindful and not being distracted. So you build an environment, you construct an environment that just makes you feel calm and in your body. So you take a bath, you've got like the candles, you've got the music and you just start settling into, you know, to get out of the bath, get in your bed, have the music going, the candles, the scents, lock the doors if you've roommates and you just start touching your body, like really like light touch with your fingers you know, use some lube or massage oils and just start like, how does it feel when I touch my nipples? Like what, how does it feel when I like on my inner thighs and you just don't go right for your clitoris and start, you know, event, you know, you work through it. You, you work foreplay into yourself. It. You foreplay yourself. You tease yourself and you turn yourself on. And then you start exploring. I mean, the clitoris is where the magic happens. The only reason why we have the clitoris, the only reason it exists is for female pleasure. There are 8,000 nerve endings in it. The ma the penis has 4,000. That's it? We have 8,000 and you only yep. have four? Always just half The women good. just trump the men, right? <laughs> Everywhere we go now. And so, <laughs> and the thing is, it's not just the button. It's a little like, so, so first of all, you want to tease into it and you don't want to like go right into rubbing it. You want to like use lube. Lube is like your best friend. Peep, lube is so underrated. And you just start putting a few drops on your hand when you start masturbating on your fingers. Make sure they're clean. And you just start lightly like rubbing around that area, start touching it, like feeling what, because women, if you put a hundred women in a room and they were all masturbating, think about that for a minute, and they were all touching themselves, they would all be doing something different. Like someone would might be moving in circles, someone might be tapping, someone might use fingers inside, and you don't know until you try, because I could give you all these, you know, again, on the website and my show, I've got tips to get started because you just might not know. So here's some hand motions. You can use some finger motions and just start seeing what makes you feel good and brings you to orgasm or, or even just gets you turned on. And um, it's not, and also the clitoris is not just the button. There's legs that extend inside of you. There's like a clitoral legs. It kind of looks like this, like a wishbone. Are you taking notes on this? Yeah. And um, okay. no, we'll, we'll talk after. Okay, I got yeah, to look at so the legs. Like behind, I have legs. It's behind your like your labia. So sometimes for women, it's like when you're turned on, you'll realize that the, the clitoris starts to engorge and then all those nerve endings like inside of your, your vulva and behind your like labia, like your lips, those, that's where the, there's also energy and there's also nerve endings so just start playing around and seeing like oh this feels good that you know I don't like that or I didn't know my nipples could get so turned you know aroused by me touching them so it's like really just playing and it's a process 
It's not like one and done. It's going to take you, it's a lifetime. I feel like a lot of guys, if they're listening, need to understand it's not one and done. Right. Well, I also think a lot of girls, if they're listening, need to understand like, like what you're basically saying is a lot of this stuff needs to be figured out before you can communicate to the partner in your life. What you, because you know, like you use the example of a hundred women in a room. How the hell is a guy supposed to know which variation of that hundred you are if you don't communicate with them? And this is why my heart goes out to men because it's in for many ways, but I feel like. We expect you to know. And how the hell are you supposed to know? Because what if your last partner wanted fingers and wanted toys? And this one's like, if you touch, if you put your fingers inside me right now, it's going to hurt. Mind blown. But the good news is that for a guy, what you really have to do then is to is to just pay attention because a woman will give you signs and clues about what is feeling good. Clues. She'll be like, <laughs> is her breath quickening or is she saying, ouch? Everything is clues with women. We're giving right? maybe, clues. Maybe we could get like some kind of map, you know? No, really. Like I've got maps. I, I bring you my book. I told my assistant she just dropped stuff off. I don't know if I, my book, I'll get, I'll get it to you guys. But it's like, it's really just, um. and so for, so for men, it's really just like schematics, what do you like. You know? But for women, yeah, men, they're not mind readers. We want them to be so badly. I know. Maybe I should, keep you, I should I, keep you around all the time. See? Well, we're fine. I'm right, yeah. right in the corner. I give clues all the time. Yeah, you do. Leaving clues everywhere about so, everything. Okay, right, right, right. <laughs> exactly. And you're like, how did you not get that? And then we think we've had these conversations with our partners, and we didn't because we said it once. That's not a conversation. And we're like, why didn't you do this? So, yes, yeah, so it's part male. It's men paying attention. And it's also women having the confidence to say, you know what? If you move to the left, if you move to the right, like this, or showing them with their hands or using your hands. And don't be afraid during intercourse since, you know, women need, the reason why only 30% of women um, orgasm during intercourse is because they require more clitoral stimulation than the penis can provide. So you, you need it. Like for women, it's whether it's your partner's hands, your hands, a vibrator, it just, you got to get in there and do it. So you can also, you know, show your partner or whatever, what feels good, but that is what's going to help women have that orgasm. They can have a G-spot orgasm, but for many women, when they're clitoris, when they're aroused and they can have a clitoral orgasm, sometimes it's easier to have other kinds of orgasms and just to be aroused. So that's why foreplay is amazing because because for women, we're not ready for penetration right away often. Like we really, if you put that time in, like turning her on, teasing her, oral, playing, kissing, I mean, making out is one of the first thing that goes. Men get so lazy with making so out. So Oh my God. Can you write a book called Men Are Lazy When It Comes to Making Out? Yes, and like, I can. Please. Like it's, they get so lazy. It's like they just want to like roll you over and stick it in. And we're like, what? <laughs> like I didn't even know you got home and you have a boner and I'm not ready for sex. So right. And so, but they don't write. We're like, what? We misread the clue. You did. We misread the whole right. clue. If there was a clue. But no, the thing was, here's the other thing. I mean, God, you guys, you can reel me in because I could go off on a million things here. But men and women get aroused very, arousal and desire, very different for men. Like you walk in, you see your wife, you're like, oh my God, she looks so amazing. And you're ready to go. And you're like, but I was just doing this filter. I'm still filtering my Instagram and I'm so not ready for sex. And so it's very confusing, right? Because you're like, but, but I want, and so what women require is, this foreplay thing and I can explain to you ways that you could get her in them but she, women require at least 15 to 20 minutes and it doesn't necessarily have to be um all touching and kissing although that's great it could be like in the morning when you left you you're like tonight you know I'm going to do this thing to you I'm excited to 
bake out tonight. It's not like showing yeah. up to like a sports match and being like, let's get it done, like good game. Like that's right. not that's not the right way to do right. it. Right. You can start planting seeds throughout the day, but there's definitely like something to connecting before you just stick it in because 99.9% of women are not, we're not wet, we're not turned on, we're not even thinking about sex. So like if you think of it this way, uh, women are slow cookers and men are frying pans. So we're like slowly getting turned on and aroused and you're already aroused. So we got to kind of, and it sucks, right? What's the universe doing to us that we're so different that way? But if you figure out that formula about like, oh, this is what's going to work. You guys can find your own. You know, so what's jam. some practical, so to kind of, I don't want to say dumb it down, but to, to no, give some practical yeah, yeah. advice to a young woman or man and they're in a relationship and they're, they want to start being very intimate, what is the, what's the first step okay. to, to get on the same page? Because, you know, if, if we're frying pans and what was the other example? Slow, uh, slow cookers. Slow cookers. I'm a crock pot. Okay. Right. Then, like over days you need to season. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're like a, yeah, like, a like a stew. Yeah. You know? yeah. So you, how do you, how do you get them on the same page so that they can, they can be intimate together right. successfully? Um, well, I think it go- comes down to, I mean, under- I mean, and again, you guys, everything I'm saying is not every woman, every man. Yeah. I'm just talking over 13 years, all the emails and tech people I've talked to, and that this is what it comes down to is that um, I think it comes down to like a, a connect. And sometimes it could just be like you walk in the door and you hold it, you you like embrace and you hug and you look into each other's eyes. And maybe you make out a bit and how was your day? Because we, we crave, we all crave intimacy. And I think for a lot of women, we want to be seen. We want to feel adored and cherished and tell her how beautiful she looks. If you really feel that when you see her. Every second. Every second. Like I always tell men like compliment her 10 times a day. And they're like 10 times. I'm like, if you do it once, we're happy. Right? So if I can get, get you to do it once, right? That's another thing they're lazy about. The compliments. I need compliments. Maybe I'll set some alarms. <laughs> do it. I'm serious. No, I'm Send serious an too. alarm. I'm serious too. I feel like, like that would work for yeah, you. Or like email and you reminders. can be like, babe, I was thinking about how hot you looked like last night. Or sex last <laughs> night was so amazing. And tonight, I'm just going to like, it's your night. I'm going to massage you. I'm going to. So th- those are some things like the compliments and then just feeling connected before you even jump into it. Another great thing is, so stress, anxiety is is probably one of the biggest killers of our sex drive because we're all just we're all freaking stressed out, distracted. And so I think massage is a great way to get us both in our, to get us all in our bodies to kind of release the tensions of the day and kind of get you more in your body, more in the mood and releases that tension. So if you came home and like gave her a massage, uses some sensual like massage oil, it doesn't have to be like an hour massage. It could be like, babe, lay down. I'm going to get your feet here. I'm going to massage your feet or your shoulders. Cause then you're like, and then you're getting into your body. Or even vice versa breathing. for like a Men wife or girlfriend that's husband stressed. Are you leaving clues Everything. now? Yeah. This is a little clue that this I've This is a men we need massage too, but it's a great way to be like, you know what? And even to take sex off the table and say, you know what? Let's not, tonight we're just going to connect. We're going to massage. We're going to make out. We're going to oral sex, foreplay. For couples who feel like their sex life has been strained because of this, you could just kind of be like, let's get to know each other again. Like let's tease. Let's play. Let's make out. Let's play with some toys or do something different. But that's, those are just some ways to kind of get grounded and, and connected and just to, um, yeah, to turn you on because, because the way that men, like I said, they get aroused, you'll get aroused by looking, but for women, it's our, our mind. So when your brain gets on board for sex, like our body can follow. And so what I mean by that is like, um, if we're not already thinking sexy thoughts, like, so for women, when you're masturbating or the more that you masturbate and the more you think about sex, the more sex you're going to want to have. So for women, it's also on you. It's not just your guy. So that's why the practice of masturbating whenever it feels right, a few times a week, um, even once a week, you'll start thinking about it. Um, well, let, let's let's talk about masturbation a little bit. A lot of girls get 
pissed off and insecure if their guy's masturbating without them. What do you, what would you say oh, to that? That's a great, that's, I would say for the record, just so you, you know, I'm, I'm, I think men should masturbate. Absolutely. Like, go do your, porn well, I want, because we get, qu- no, like, there's I, questions I that come the in. There's no, questions. I'm a fan of the masturbation. Good. There's questions that come okay. in and like, even girls will reach out to me and say like, yo, my husband or my boyfriend was masturbating. Like, what do you think of that? I'm like, I think like any it's guy healthy. that says they're not is probably lying to exactly. you to, to preserve your it's feelings. It's so healthy. But it's good for them. Absolutely. Men need that release. I mean, men, they masturbate. It's like separate. It has nothing to do with your partner. Men were masturbating before they met you. They're going to masturbate in a relationship. Women should always continue to masturbate. And they'll they'll continue to do it. It has nothing to, it's to do with his feelings for you. If he's watching porn with a blonde and you're a brunette, it doesn't mean he wants to break up with you and date someone else. It's just, it's, it's just their imagination. It's really like a release of when does it get unhealthy super health so that's a good point so that of course like anything it can get unhealthy here's when it you know you have like a problem with matt or if it's an addiction or if you're addicted to porn is when you you it just you can't um there's consequences so you can no longer get turned on without watching porn you can't leave your house because all you're doing is watching porn and you like lose your job, you know, <laughs> or you have to keep watching porn that keeps raising the bar to certain levels of stimuli that, uh, that are not keeps getting so not realistic to what's going to happen in your real life. And you realize that your ability to, um, to be attracted with your partner and to have actual sex with a person is compromised because of all the porn in your head. So I think it's a good experiment for men and for women to kind of, Sometimes not watch porn and use your imagination, and or what is just it focus on your body. Unhealthy your for a, like, let's just use stay on the example of the guy watching porn. What is unhealthy for a woman's viewpoint on that? Like, at what point is it, like if you're getting jealous or if you're getting insecure? Okay, great. You talk to him. So a lot of and I was that woman when I was 24. I I was um, dating a guy and he was really into porn and he was watching it. I remember seeing what he watched. It was like this woman with like large fake breasts and she was blonde and I'm brunette. She was big and tall. And I, and I'm thinking, and at the time I thought, wow, this is like the amazing sex. And I felt so connected. It was this intimate relationship and I felt so jealous and I really did not under, and I think a lot of women relate to this. I was like, it's so confusing to me when we're having this amazing sex, how could you possibly want to do that? It felt like it was cheating. And so what I have to say to that is that the truth is it has, it's really separate from you that it's complete. It, it actually makes your sex life better for a lot of times when men have that release. Don't you feel like you need it for stress? Yeah, I mean, for, for me, like a lot of times it's not even be, like it's, it's even for mental clarity. I know that sounds yeah, weird. No, right? you ejaculate and you have clarity. Well, that makes total sense. Yeah. It's like, and I think a lot of men, like I think it's unhealthy if men are suppressing that. Yes. Right. Like then, and then they're going wanting or there's, you know, they're not clear in the head or there's a million reasons why. I mean, it's a natural function of the human body. It's for the prostate. For men, it's really, and for women, you have, um, it's it's good for your skin. It's good for menstrual cramps. It's good for confidence in the bedroom. It raises your, like you get the dopamine from orgasm and serotonin. It means it's healthy for men and women all the time. And so for women who are jealous, it's almost just more like an understanding, letting, you know, definitely talking about it together and saying like, I'm uncomfortable with this, but just really getting to that point that it's not against you. It's not anything that he's doing to, to spite you. And I feel like for men who are hiding it, um, you got to bring it up again and just say, I'm still doing it. And here's why. And here's well, a lot of couples run into problems by hiding it, right? Yeah. You shouldn't be hiding any of this stuff. If you're in a relationship, um, you got to just have a better understanding about it. And it's going to take maybe one or two or three conversations or maybe several to get over it, to get comfortable with it. And also I think it's great for couples to, I love mutual masturbation. So we're talking about how do you guide your partner? Mutual masturbation is an excellent, um, 
tool, if you will. I hate using the word tool when it comes to, but it is. It's a great tool for couples to be like, oh, there's a lot of female-friendly porn. And you're like, let's watch it together. And when we're watching it together, we can talk about like what turns you on, what doesn't, would we want to try that move one day? So that's what's great for porn. But mutual masturbation is when you're both actually doing what you do. It's very intimate, but then you're like, it's hot, right, to kind of watch your partner do it. But then also it's it's really informative because you're like, oh, I didn't know that he put his hand all the way up and down and holds on to his balls or does this thing <laughs> over the tip. And you're like, oh, that's what he does. That makes our life so much easier. And totally. vice versa. Vice versa. She's spinning in circles and tapping and using her <laughs> finger and loop. Oh, I'm going to do that with my tongue or my fingers or my penis. So, and it's hot. So to me, if you're uncomfortable talking about it, there's just all these little hacks, sex hacks, if you will. That You've you talked to so many, I mean, 13 years of doing this now. 5,000 podcasts. Holy shit. Wow. You've talked to so many people, and I'm, I'm assuming at some point you start to see a lot of common issue when people come to you and say, hey, we need some advice or we're having some issue. What do you see as the most common issue where problems start to occur? The most common questions? Questions or issues with couples or issues with individuals where it's like, okay, I've seen this so many times okay. now. Okay. Um, I would say the biggest issues are um, are mismatched libidos. You want sex more than your partner does. And and then it flips sometimes in relationships. Sometimes you want more than, you know, it, it flips back and forth. So I think the communication around like, when are we going to have sex? How often are we going to have sex? Um, so that's that's a big one. Also, and what is your answer to that? What's normal? Like, what's a normal amount to be having sex? You know what? I, 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 I don't love putting a number on it because then people feel like I'm not normal or, you know, but I would say that on average what I hear is like once a week feels really good for couples, but it has to feel, if you, if it feels great, you know, twice a month for you guys and you truly are both super happy with it, you're both down, that's fine. I'm not going to tell you you should add a few more times. So it's kind of like you do you. You both, yeah, or you do both of you. Yeah. Because if one isn't happy, then you got to compromise. You got to say, okay, I get it. Twice doesn't work, but where are we going to find that third time? Well, you get up early. I get up later. There's a, Then you're like, you know what? Saturday nights is our night that we're going to have sex. And it's a, and you schedule sex. Now, before everyone, like, freaks out, that's the least unsexy, you know, it's most, like, the least sexy thing you've ever heard. It's, it's, it's sexier than not having sex at all, in Ex- my opinion. Exactly. Yeah, if you got to schedule it, schedule it. Right. So for a lot of couples... We can put it in pink. Right. Exactly. <laughs> we'll have the, the assistant schedule it. Yeah, exactly. Why not? Because that, that also really helps with women because um, if you know that you're having sex on Saturday night, then all week long you're like, you're think, you start to like think I might about shave. It. Maybe I'll you'll put on shave, deodorant. And you'll make, right. You'll shave. You'll get the manicure, pedicure. You'll wear that sexy lingerie shoved in the back of the drawer that you've been waiting for forever that makes you feel good. Not your partner, but that the stuff that makes you feel sexiest. And then when you're getting ready on Saturday, yeah, you take that bath. You do all those things that make you dance around your room naked. You're looking in the mirror. You're, you're, you're just sex is top of mind. So then when it's happening that night, you're like, I'm ready for this. I'm you're excited. In you're in the mood. And I that's, think it's genius. I think that's super smart. Yeah. How important is intimacy when you're, if you had a pie as a couple, how important is it? Is it half? Is it a third? Is it different? It's the umbrella. Like it's literally the circle around the circle. It's the, it's the, it's the border it's the of the circle. of the pie. Because intimacy is, without intimacy, I feel like we don't really have a real connection with our partner. I mean, intimacy is, is the act of really being seen, feeling safe, 
being comfortable. Um, and intimacy, also how it can physically manifest is it can just be holding hands. It can be kissing. It can be looking into each other's eyes during sex. And so I feel like for a lot of couples, when that intimate connection is gone and you're just like doing the jackhammer and rolling over and falling asleep, like to me, that's not intimate. It's sex, but it's not intimate. So I think, you know, couples crave certain amounts over different times, but I feel like you know, especially when you get women get pregnant or you have kids and it's like the intimacy is one of the first thing that, that goes. And I'm like, well, even if you can't have sex, you can cuddle and the cat, that's intimate. You can like, you know, hold hands, you can massage, like those are intimate acts as well. So I think it's really important to constantly be working on enhancing your intimacy. There's a, as you were talking, there was something that I remembered, um, that I wanted to ask you about. And it's been in my mind. We, we have, a, I won't say their names on the show, but we have a, a, couple friend like a couple that we're friends with really really good friends um and they have some issues sometimes but what i see and i don't want to throw anybody under the bus but the woman they're, they're clearly frustrated with their sexual life together and what i see is that frustration is manifesting itself where the woman is constantly berating the man about how he can't perform or how mm. he can't but he's but they do it in front of Other like we'll be people. at dinner and it'll happen and so for my stomach hurts from this I know it's I mean, for it's me I don't want to say I stay out because it's super uncomfortable hearing that with your of your friend and then for the woman but as a man I'm looking because I know a lot of some women get frustrated and that's their go to is to kind of like attack but what it does is at now having private conversations with him he's like listen like I'm fully just like defeated now like I don't want to do and this and then he ends up and going so, somewhere else yeah of course and he goes somewhere else so how do you how do Not you, good. what would you tell a woman who's like, she's very frustrated. How do you communicate with a man to, not make him feel bad, but to get him back in the headspace of like, okay, I'm going to get intimate again. Right. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like contempt to me. Like, yeah. right. She's full not, contempt. Yeah. yeah. And contempt. So, do you guys know about the Gottman study? There's this guy, um, John Gottman, and he did these studies around sex and couples, and he could he could predict looking at couples. He's been doing these studies over 20 years. He could look at a couple for like five minutes and tell whether predict their their um predict the possibility probability of their divorce rate and wow. contempt is one of the big number one factors when you are when you are you know making your partner feel bad you're berating them you have resentments and they build up over time that shows up as contempt and that's just really ugly and angry and being like you never do this you never do that and it's really hard to to, to kind of have a healthy relationship through that so i would say yep. you got to just and if they are loving they want to make this work they've since split of course, but, I'm telling you, it's con if but, she's berating him, but not only in caution, the bedroom, but in the public. Right. Yeah, I'm trying to caution women and, and men that may be frustrated how to resolve that before it gets to that point. Right. Because I know a lot of people get frustrated and, and they're, you know, they're upset and their instincts like, you know, this is not on me. This is on you. And they're, you know, okay, I, mean? I got it. So is, is it the fact that he wasn't staying hard or he was ejaculating too quickly? You said no, or? it's that I think He's they just doing nothing. They just stopped being they intimate stopped together. Being intimate. But it's not that they weren't intimate and other like not to throw people under this but it's since split but it's not that he wasn't an intimate person it's just they start to look for other places and you, you're looking at a partner and you say you know this person's making me feel terrible and it's making me feel like i can't do this so you know you're still a sexual person yeah but, so I'm, i basically the, the question i'm trying to get to is how do you caution a couple to not get to that point I, I would say um, that sex has to be a top priority. You have to prioritize sex in your relationship like you do. Like if you're in a relationship and you're talking about all these things that are important to you, you know, maybe you're leading towards marriage. You talk about, you know, your your financial plans. You talk about are we going to, if we have children, or what religion are we going to raise them? Are we going to live in the city or country? And what kind of, how, 
we are going to prioritize our sex life. We can't ever put it on the back burner. We have to have a healthy communication about it, and it has to just always be top of mind. So there will be no – if couples start talking about sex right away, there won't be this, like, month that goes by where you don't have sex because you're constantly talking about it. So in the moment, if you're having sex and something's doesn't go right or, or, or there's something you want more, you really just have to start, like, babe, last night, sex, you know, I love – got to be also be really careful because you can be very hurtful to your partner if you talk about sex in a way that's blaming – shaming, um, judgmental, you, 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 you never do this, you never do that. And you have to just reframe it like, babe, I, I like the compliment sandwich approach. So, um, oh, tell God, me I all love about you. This, okay. Yeah. I really like art. Okay. Let's give me an example of something you'd want to try in the bedroom that wasn't working out. Uh, okay. So of. say, say let's that. Let's do this for you guys. Okay, legit. Like legit. Uh, oh, I think you, I'm going to give this What's to you. What's the question? <laughs> okay. <laughs> how she's going to say, how she's going to deliver some sex, um, how she's going to let you know what she really is requiring, right? Because we're talking about communication. I think for us, like our biggest issue that we'll run into is that we're both extremely type A and extremely busy. And I think everyone's busy, but for us, we have, you know, she's doing it. her thing. I'm doing we're my so thing. And then it's trying like, to build, 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 build. Have, I get it. We have a good sex life, but it could be always be better, right? Always. And That's so, what's amazing about sex is why yeah. I do it never done because it's always getting And it's get sometimes it's like getting on the same page where it's like, oh, oh shit, are you doing blog posts or am I working on something? And it's like, what we, I think. We also have a problem too where he wakes up super early and I go to bed like super said, late. Right. How do you find time? Right. It's, it's, it's we travel hard. a lot together, and like the like I always think when we travel, travel it's like boom, it's like boom, yeah, yeah it's like travel, boom, boom, and it's like different areas. But, <laughs> but I think that would be the the biggest issue that we would face is that okay, people are we get busy and there's different schedules, and it's like like if I'm in the mood or and she's not, or she's in the mood and I'm not, or it's like getting on the same page and right. figuring that out, and whether it's scheduling or not. I like That's that idea. That's probably the biggest issue. I think it's like I think it's then it's it's scheduling it, and it's also compromising. So you might be a little tired, or you might be like I'm not ready for bed yet. Maybe you go in right before he's falling asleep, and you're like, and then there's some mornings when you're going to bed later. You I just know stay what up. I can ask you now. Okay. The phone in the bed, in the working in the bed. See? I mean, it's so easy to do, but it's so. <sighs> I think that that the the, the the bedroom should be yes. for sleeping and sex. Bingo. And I think you remove the television, plug in your phones outside. It's all true. He's and so it, proud of this. Yeah. No, I have a problem. Listen, I'm not going to gloat because that's not the way that I'm going to. But you're gloating. That's not my compliment sandwich. Right. Right. But. But it, yeah. But yeah. I, what's a compliment? Okay. Sandwich, here's the compliment sandwich. You're like, okay, so let's say you want to kiss more, right? We've already talked about that. So let's say totally that, let's up the so kissing. Like, babe, God, I, I, I love the sex that we, you know, we're having. And I feel like let, you know, um, I love how you, uh, touch me. I don't know. What do you love? What are the things you tell me? What's I, something that you love that he does actually? Oh, let's make it real. Um, or in general, like, I, I really enjoy doggy style. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So, babe, when you, we do doggy style, it's so hot. Like, you grab my ass and I get really turned on. And you know it would be awesome? Like, if before we did that, like, making out with you and, like, looking into your eyes and, like, when you suck on my lips, like, that would be You get to so, balance it out. Yeah. You know, you got to balance it out. that would be really hot to do that, too. Like, that would even make that doggy style go to the next level. So, let's try some of that. Like, yeah. You for, know? for us, it's, like, just... And keep enhancing the situation, keeping it consistent because like obviously you're not together with someone this long without having good chemistry and good sex, but it's continuing to have that and continuing to like, as lives get busier, as there's kids coming in the make equation. Make it a you know, priority. A, yeah, to make it a priority because what I... Always what you, a priority. Like yeah. you are both so... Like you know when you go to the gym for a while, you're like, I got to go. It's a... You guys know, well, we're, I'm not feeling... You know, you really like, we're not feeling connected, babe. What, what do you think it is? God, we haven't had sex since Saturday. Let's figure this out. What can we do this week to so make sure we So that's the compliment connected? sandwich. Yeah. The compliment sandwich is like, 
I loved last night. It was amazing. I love doggy style. It would really be fun if we could kind of make out um, beforehand. That would be great. And then I feel like, and then and then you'd end it. Like, so the middle part, the first part is the positive. The middle part is the constructive criticism. And the third part is another reinforcement. So, yeah. And so I feel like um, if we if we were able to make out next time having sex, a few kisses, like I feel like it would be next level pleasure for both of us. Love it. When is it time to, not for us, but when is it time for, like let's use that couple that I talked about earlier. When is it time to pull the plug? Like, there's got to be some people that there's there's no sexual chemistry, right? Like, we've all been in. Well, I don't want to speak for everybody, but you get you, you get with someone point. sexually, and there's she just said like it's the umbrella. There's no electricity, yeah. right? Like, right. In you my, can't fit, you can't yeah. create that. Like, no matter what, like in the past, like if I'm with somebody, like sometimes there's just nothing there. Like you right. think there's gonna be, and then it happens, and there's like, eh, like this is not right. So what do you tell people? Like people that there's no electricity, but they respect each other, they love each other personally. They're trying to stay together as a couple but they're just it's not happening right. in the well, bedroom i gotta be honest with you i there's few things that i think are not flexible that i like state as like a certain as a rule because it can be damaging because people are like no that's not how we are however if you never ever had chemistry at the beginning you didn't even have it for a second but you were best friends and we tried to make it work you can't go you can't it, build it you can't build it okay but if you had it and it was amazing and then it's gone because you didn't focus prioritize you had children you traveled a lot away from each other you can tap back into it. Okay, so what if someone's doing these positions like missionary, doggy style, like all, all the different positions, how can you spice each, each of these positions up? You know, I know a lot of girls like to be on top because they're getting their clitoris stimulated. Right. What are things that people can do to add in or just like fun, easy, That's quick That's a great tips? question. That's a great question. So um, I, I would say, so for women on top, for example. Yeah, woman on top, let's that. do that. So for woman on top, I think it's great to, um, there's different, vari- well, there's different variations of the position of ways you can can move and stuff like with you. But I think that women kind of know, that, uh, let's add some things you could add to it, an accoutrement. So let's say there is a vibrator that you could put on your, you know, you could use a penis ring, like a, did I bring you guys one? I love a vibrator in the bed. And yeah. Ma- Michael doesn't care, but I know oh God, some I men, I, men get one. mad though, I think. There's a lot of oh, men that get mad about that. What, really? what can you tell them? I never okay. understood that. I just look as it's helping this me out. This is a couple's vibrator that you wear during intercourse. And it's by remote control. It's called the Sync by WeVibe. And you actually wear it. Lauren, We've tried I, this. I, do you know what she but did? She put it on backwards one no, time. This is this is the better one. Ours is like. No, this is the one from. What's the one you, she put one on backwards one time and it almost broke me. Right. I put this part in. <laughs> and Ouch. I was, it was really hurting. And you I was like, have, I want to no, 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 no. I have the old one of yeah, this. So Maybe much, that's this too one, much information. No, this one is why it's their best is it's controlled by an app that we connect up. So you could control it if you wanted to on your phone or by, by a remote, but also it bends to your body now. So it won't slip out. You can move the prong. That's what I was going to say. The problem slipped. It slipped out. So this one is so much better because it will not. Well, first it almost broke me and then it was so now like, but I think she just needs proper instruction. This is such a nice gift. Thank you oh God, so you're much. You're so welcome. And I brought you guys some massage candles and some lubes. I love it. But, um, so, so I think like using, first of all, lube, 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 Everyone should use lube every time they have sex. Use a few drops um, of lube because it just like warms you up. Our clitoris isn't self-lubricating either. So you, when you're on top, you can use a toy. You can, um, a lot of women like nipple stimulation. Like nipple orgasms are super, are like the second most common type of orgasm or third. But women don't even know they can get there. So play with your breasts. Like have them like use nipple clamps. Um, dress up in like costumes or something. Like I feel like when we wear something that makes us feel sexy or role playing, that can be, you know, really fun too for for any kind of position. Um, what are some other hacks? Okay, so for doggy style, you love doggy style. 
There's something called the Doggy Style Strap by Sport Sheets. What's it, that? Okay, Tell your I know. dad not to listen yeah, to this dad, one. You have to come listen. to my office because I've got this massive sex toy closet that's like, oh. So we... um. You, you put it around her body and it like, so you can kind of position her. So you're not, your arms aren't getting as tired and you're not like just standing in this awkward position, but you can truly like traction, traction, and you can pull her in as tight as you want. You can kind of drive it. Sometimes I'll pull the hips. And know? then there's a vibrator on it too. And the inside, if you want, that can also be like on your clitoris. That sounds floor. amazing. Right. So these are, so, yeah, and there's a, there's a G spot link. I feel like I need to just like blog about this and be like. Yo, everyone needs to get all their girlfriends doggy style st- or doggy oh, style. I'll st- give you no. Listen, sweetie, I, I, we will drop off stuff if you guys want to try it and talk about it. We, I love bringing pleasure products to people because it's just like if this could be the because it's also every single person like go easy on yourself. If you're with someone over it could be three months, three years, thirty years, your sex life is going to get stale if you do the same thing over and over and over again. So adding in some little things like you know, dripping massage oil on each other from a candle, which feels amazing, or using toys, it's just something different. It's new and different and different sensations. So I think what and would you're you doing tell, it together so your adrenaline is rising because it's like fun and connective. What yeah. would you tell women with men that are uncomfortable with sex toys? Because that's been coming up. This is up a question we've gotten asked. Myself, I look at it as like, well, if anything's going to help and it's going to make her experience better, like better. It's like, it's like right. almost You've always been like that too That's since cool. we first started dating. But a lot of men like think it's like an attack on their masculinity or. No, it's nothing to do with the guy. Oh, yeah. Like the guys, guys think that, um, and this is funny because I, like I said, I've been doing this for a while and people at the beginning, I feel like sex toys are much more commonplace now. Thank God. But I feel like the main argument here is like, it should be a natural orgasm or my penis should be able to do it. There's something wrong. Men feel inferior. Mm-hmm. They feel like I am letting you down. You need something else. My penis isn't enough. And when men feel inferiority complex around their penis in any way, it's literally like they're so emasculated and they feel like the toy could replace them or it's better than them. It's just think of it as like, it's like an ice cream sundae. Like you get an ice cream sundae. It could be great. Just, you know, you could put some, chocolate sauce no, I'd love some pomegranate seeds too but then you're like oh tonight pomegranate seeds and sprinkles that was that was still dessert but Maybe it was some a Reese's little bit pieces more, yeah right so you're like the vibrator just think of it as like your new best friend it's almost like having a threesome and you don't have to do all the work okay speaking of threesomes we got questions about this what's cool. your take on that okay oh yeah I'll tell you but wait, there was one more thing I was gonna say yes, about yes, the yes. toys oh is it that, that I just want to tell guys like oh here's the thing vibrations also feel great for men. So you take mm-hmm. a little clitoral vibe or the, this we vibe one I gave you, the sink, you could use this in your hand and rub it over like a, as a hand, hand job helper. You could just use this on your clitoris. You could use it around his shaft, his balls, on a lighter setting, and men are like, whoa. Do you so, want me to do that after this podcast? Like right now, maybe no. My next meeting, give me, p- plug me in, and I'll just be I'll in the I'll rub meeting. it on your shop. Yeah. Actually, no, you I'll could wear be. this in one room, and you guys could be long distance, and you using their app that connects this, you could control it. <laughs> And you could be like, babe, we're that tonight. How's that for hot foreplay or hot connection when I you're like out of it. town? I feel like I think she men would... need to get more creative is the point. No, there's so many and ways women. I could I go forever. Everybody. I just, I, I think uh, the reason we wanted this. to have you, we wanted to do this for a long time is because it's still, even in 2017, 18, yep. it's still so taboo with so many people. And really like. I don't think it's taboo. It's, uh, I know none of us do. Sex. None of we're us do. We're in LA and yeah. yeah. Oh, you, but, yeah. but we a lot don't, of the, the three of us. Yeah, the three of us. Shit. But. It's still like I, I want people to be comfortable with this because I think, you know, when you talk about cheating, you talk about strays or you talk about a relationship going bad, like sexuality is really 
it's 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 a focal point of a lot of these issues. Exactly. It is sex is almost everything. When sex is a problem in the relationship, it's like 70% of the problem, but when of your issues or 80 they say. But when you're not having a problem with sex, it's like takes up 5% of your time. It's not even a big thing cuz you're connected, but when sex is a problem, it's a problem. I can tell like you can't if have, she starts to get angry or if I'm like shit, we better like have sex because yep. she's going to be No, I like have I I'm I it's like the gem. I need right. clarity. Right. I exactly. Mean, and I'm like fine to say that. I think that women Good. should be more open about saying that and being like, no, this is what I want. This is what I need. Right. What, what I want, I'm glad you said that because what I so badly want for women is to just take control of your sexuality and do not care that your partner's going to judge you or if I show up with the condoms or if I get on top because I know that feels better that he's going to think I'm too experienced or too slutty and I should just lay back and let him figure no, it out. No, men get to talk about take it all the time. Why can't we talk about it? control of your sex life. Women, yeah. you guys, we, can, we have such capacity for pleasure and most of us never tap into it in a lifetime. So that's why this masturbation thing is great because starting out, you're like, oh, I had an orgasm. You might realize if you continue with it, you could have crazy orgasms and sensations. Maybe like the back of your neck could give you an orgasm. I'm telling you, there's erogenous zones we don't even know how to discover. So I just want to empower women that it's 2018 and this is the year for you just to like take control of your pleasure Let your, and your freak sex life. flag fly, Do guys. Let no your... one's going to... And if they judge you, if a guy makes you feel bad, not your man. Next. You say next. He's not your guy. Okay. Questions about threesomes. What's, yes. what's your thought on that? And what's your thought on... Is it something you can do if you're not in a relationship? If you're in a relationship, Absolutely. is there no normal? Okay. So... Threesomes are the number one fantasy for men and for women. And one of the top questions I get asked, you said the top question is like, how do we do it? So my rules around threesomes are you always want to use protection. Condoms, like if it's a guy with two women, um, change condoms, you know, change condoms in the middle of the They screen. can't even multitask. What do you mean? You can't even scratch. They can't scratch their head and be on the phone at well, the same time. you might time. have to help them. I get it. <laughs> right. And some guys are like, I can barely handle one. I don't know how I would handle two. Um, but, but for a threesome, you want to make sure you have, you know... If you're in a relationship, there's different ways to talk. First of all, threesomes can be really healthy. But again, that's all about communication. You have to talk ahead of time. Like what, let's say you're a couple and you want to bring in a third. Because that's what I get. Do you guys get asked that a lot? Is that what you're? I'm referring to more, like everyone in my secret Facebook group has so many questions about threesomes. Oh my God. If you want me to come in. And, yeah. You should come in. Oh, totally. Yeah. I pop mean, right in. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not allowed in. It's women only. No, it's, it's women only. And Good. It's 25,000 women. And I, a oh lot of them have been talking about threesomes and I think that's something that no one talks about and I just what are they asking they're asking when is it appropriate how do you do it when you're in a relationship or not um both okay it's been both questions okay yeah I would say the thing about threesomes is um let's say you're not in a relationship so what they call is like a third here's the most ideal I think threesome scenarios when you're all unattached Maybe you're none of you are really together, but you all meet at a party or your friends. And there's even apps for this now if you really wanted to find a third. And so there's that's kind of eradicates like the you still might have jealousy, but if it's a couple bringing in a unicorn, which is like the third, <laughs> that's like a whole nother thing because you got to really that would be tough talk ahead of time. And in any scenario, you got to be like, are we having penetrative sex? Is anyone sleeping over? Are we cuddling? What's off limits for you? Which seems really not sexy, but. These are the kind of things that you, you need to talk about. And so, and the thing about it, once you get into a threesome situation, you'll kind of realize it's like a dance. And so you just, it's not like you do this position, then I flip you over, then we both give them a blowjob. It's really not that linear, but you're going to know in the moment if you're all paying attention and touch, like, 
like what to do, but you, you want to make sure that it's, you feel safe. There are people that you know, um, you have discussed ahead of time, what feels good to you, what doesn't. And the second things don't feel right. It's okay to say, no, I don't want to continue. It's with all this. communication is it's, what you go. Oh my to. God. Literally. That is literally the umbrella of everything I do. Because when you ask the biggest questions earlier, it's mismatched libidos, but it's also, how do I get my partner to do blank? Or how do I get them to stop doing blank? We just don't know any of But as you said, like, it sounds unsexy to, like, plan it through and think, like, but I think a lot of people jump into it, and all of a sudden there's, like, maybe new feelings, like, they're a couple, and then there's, like, the guys or the the new girls develop feelings for the guy or vice versa, and it's, like, this whole problem because nobody thought it through. So when a couple, so, well, yeah, I was going to say there's a whole set of rules for couples bringing in a third, and they have to talk about it ahead of time, like, Who's the, you have to both meet them. Go to dinner first. Meet for drinks first. Don't have the threesome that night. See if this is someone you really jive with. Um, and then you guys discuss on your own, will there be penetration? Is she sleeping over? Am I comfortable if you make out with her? What if in the moment I change my mind and I actually want to make out it's with so her? It's so complicated. You know? I'm, too, I'm too tired. <laughs> Well, you're gonna so have busy. To, it's like gonna, that's so, so many do, different things. We could do like a whole episode. We could do a whole episode. I have three tips, true. Uh, uh, last question to end it off: three tips for good oral sex, blowjobs, and uh, what's the right word to call it? Congolingus. Okay. Oh my god, three for each. Like uh, sure. Okay, so for women, I think going down on a guy, the number one thing is enthusiasm. That you really just want to be into it. You want to like be focused like it's the most like delicious ice cream cone you've ever had and you don't want to miss a drop like you are into it you want to be doing it and I know for women like ew but I don't like it and that's like a whole nother I could keep going on that I've talked about this forever but really just enthusiasm I think for men too like if she just looks like she's like bored to tears and not excited that doesn't turn you on no so it's you terrible be into well and it. then you feel like it's yeah yeah I don't think I have that problem. No, you don't have no, that problem. No, no. But I've <laughs> So I think enthusiasm, <laughs> and I think that also it has to do with um with pressure. Like, you have to make sure that you use your mouth and your hands. Like, your hands are your new best friend. Like, every blowjob was an infant. Yeah, it was like an infant hand job. It's it was like, like, like an orphan twist. hand job, right? A blowjob was an orphan. So use, use your hands. They can twist around because women are like, I can't get it all the way in or it's too, like my mouth gets tired. Not if you use your hands right. So you want it to be wet, use a lot of lube, use your hands for enough pressure and technique and um so I'd say ball enthusiasm, tickle. ball tickle <laughs> lightly starting with the balls um and then i would just say make sure it's wet enough wet you don't want to be like hurting them with friction and, and what and about guys for girls go slow you always want to go slow um you want to you maybe use your fingers and hands. Okay, my three things for men would be to i think my number one sex tip for men across the board is to go five times slower than you think with everything with undressing her with making out five times yeah well or three okay but i think like for men you got to go higher sometimes because they don't get what it means <laughs> like so yeah a little bit slower three times slower, whatever works um and i think that you want to um tease so build her up but don't go right for the clitoris because for a lot of women when they're not turned on yet if you go right for her hot spot it kind of can even hurt so i think like teasing around her like inner thighs um even around her whole pelvic area her pubic mound like you're just playing with it and tickling it so tease and then move into it and then practice with different tongue strokes so again lighter use like a flat tongue you might want to go up and down or side to side but just pay attention to to how she's reacting to that and how she's feeling and then i would also say um what else? Like, I guess you could use your use your fingers, but only if like maybe slowly. some toys. To- oh, toys are always huge for oral sex. I love it because you could use a toy inside of her, maybe like an insertion toy. If you're also you know using your mouth, and I just think toys are 
Yeah. I don't know how well, how well men, well, thank men can you. multitask. Like, we just educated. <laughs> it's already plugged in and ready to go. Okay. Thank you. That was amazing. Oh, so fun. You'll have to come back on and we'll have to do Absolutely. like a niche one. Yeah, thank you, you so Anytime. much. Thank, for, you. thank you for the toys oh my too. God, yeah. I'm my so scented massage candle. And make sure That's you read the donut. instructions, Lauren, on how to. I'm going to show you. Use that one. I bought you some other stuff too. I'm going to pour this all over your ass tonight. Oh, I bought you some thank lubes too. Thanks, Emily. Okay, you're welcome. Thanks. Wait, just a few things before you take off. Do you guys want a short email from me? Tipsy Thursday is a quick email with loads of value that includes five tips from me. I'm super excited for this week's Tipsy Thursday because it is all about sexual wellness. It'll also include my favorite song of the week, my favorite show, and my favorite book. It's a super short, tiny little aperitif for you. To check it out, just go to theskinnyconfidential.com and click Lauren Everett's and then subscribe. Super easy. Drop your email in and you will get the next one. Enjoy this one. It's very sexy. Secondly, giveaway time. To win a TSC meal plan, simply tell me your favorite part of this episode on my latest Instagram. And lastly, as always, if you rate and review the podcast, please, please, please screenshot it and email it to asklauren at theskinnyconfidential.com and we will send you my five top secret beauty hacks straight to your inbox. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you next Tuesday. This episode was brought to you by Woo for Play. Woo for Play is an all-natural, organic coconut love oil. This personal lubricant is perfect for Valentine's Day, a gift for you or your lover. With only four natural ingredients, this product will enhance every sexual experience you have. It's also edible and can be used for a nice, intimate massage. Woo for Play is giving all TSC, him and her listeners, 20% off plus free shipping when using promo code SKINNY at checkout. So go to wooforplay.com and use skinny at checkout for some fun. Again, go to wooforplay.com and use skinny at checkout code. Trust us, you'll thank us later.